How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back. Ian Happ. It's hard to take Ian Happ out of the lineup. This guy's swinging the bat really well. He's been a staple. He's the real deal. Happ is a switch hitter. He's got a beautiful swing. He's strong. We've seen him hit some long home runs. Happ hits a high drive deep to left. Dickerson at the wall, it's gone! A go-ahead home run for Ian Happ on a 1-2 pitch. Outfielder for your Chicago Cubs. He can run. He's a very good athlete. Well, he's got all the tools. Host of the Compound Podcast. Speaking of contracts, Dakota, can we give a little congratulatory round of applause to Ian? Thanks, guys. He's a $4.1 million man. Yeah, that's a big win for the uh, for the compound. It's host, just it's Ian great because our boss is rich, so now yeah. we get bonuses. And the very generous is yeah. he told us we get 25% each of his contract. So me and Zach rolling in a mill each. Thanks, boss. Yeah, that's really Appreciate awesome it. for you guys. That's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, I'm 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 pumped up about it. Ian Happ. I get my first BP, first time seeing an arm in a minute. Right-handed first, like, it was okay. It was, you know, I found some barrels. It, it wasn't terrible. And then left-handed, I got in there, and the first pitch, and Vileko was throwing BP. He throws some firm batting practice. The first pitch he threw me, when I was hitting left-handed, I swung and missed. Just acted like nothing happened. It was like I just hit a rocket. I just kept going. I actually ended up having a very good batting practice, left-handed but I did swing and miss it. I'm pissed uh, nobody gave you for it. You said nobody made fun of you. I was like, if someone swings and misses, oh yeah, like you got to let him hear it. You got to chirp him a little bit. Yeah. Ian Happ with Bernstein and Rahimi. On 670, the score. Let's warm up with some baseball talk right out of the gate with Ian Happ, who is on Twitter at IHAP underscore one and joins us on the Alpamonte Ford hotline, Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park on North Avenue or APFord.com. How are you, Ian? Doing well. How are you guys? Good. It sounds like what a difference it makes for you. You're you're out of Austin. Like you got out of there. You got your arbitration hearing behind you. You're looking at some new walls, and you're probably got this great vet set up now in spring training, like vested vet and a new lease on life. It's it's good to be here. It's good to be with the guys. It's good to be back uh, in Arizona in the sunshine. We've had beautiful weather, and just excited to get after it. When you consider not just getting out of Austin, getting that arbitration hearing underway, getting spring training underway, and then just the nice feeling of getting to a field and taking some hacks, how do you prioritize what was the most important for you? Because the arbitration hearing was going to happen. You were going to do that. You were going to get out of Austin. You were going to get to the field. But what, what's the thing that 
you were the happiest about getting done to get to this point recently? Man, I, I think just getting here. I, I think um, I've never gotten to spring training this late. Uh, you know, I was prepped to get here early and have a week um, to kind of slowly uh, get into things and, and get uh, my feet back under me on the field. And so uh, that little bit of delay, uh, it, it does. It, it, it kind of speeds everything up, especially with the intake process um, getting through that the 48 hours to wait um, to, to be in Arizona, but not be able to go to the field. Um, that part's a little bit tough. It's different. Um, and so getting through that, actually getting settled, um, getting on the field in cleats, getting the initial spring training soreness out of the way, all of that, like nothing can prepare as hard as you work in the off season. Nothing can prepare you uh, for being on the field in cleats, running around and just like getting that initial few days out of the way. So I'm happy to be back. Um, like I said, just, just getting back in that routine and, and seeing everybody. So you violated the longstanding rule of attending your own arbitration hearing five hours on a zoom call, all that, you know, they, they, they say he kind of sucks and you say, no, I don't suck. And I'm as good as this guy. And this is what this guy made. That takes five hours. Uh, it's a long process. Yeah, it's a long process. You know, it, the, I, I'm just appreciative for um, the total process. Uh, it's a lot easier to say that, obviously, when when you win your case. But um, just just the entire thing. You have enough time to present your case. You have enough time um, for rebuttal and and to really go through the entire process. You know, I, I'm very appreciative to the arbitrators for being able to, in, in a difficult circumstance this year, sit through that, be attentive. Um, and really just do the diligence that it takes to to present that because for for someone who's worked their entire life to get to this point um to have the process be reflective of what you think your value is and and to really take into account like if it was a short process if it was 30 minutes or an hour to decide that um kind of a big thing in your career and and definitely a big difference maker for me and my family uh i don't i don't know that it would necessarily be enough so um, it is a tough process. It's a long process, but I think that's reflective of um, the point that I'm at in my career and, and um, all, all the different factors that go into it. So much of what you do is trying to balance emotion with being able to put that away in clutch time. So how did that manifest itself in your arbitration hearing? Uh, yeah, I think it's understanding that it's part of the business. It's understanding that it's not personal. Um, obviously, I have the utmost respect for the organization, for, for all of the people on the other side, for the opportunity that I've been given, both from our front office, from Theo and, and Jed, um, and, and from the Ricketts family for, for everything that they've done for me and my family um, since the moment I was drafted. And, and so um, I, I know sitting across the table and going through the process isn't easy, but having that mindset that it's just part of the business and, and that at, when we get to camp and when we get underway, um, that I know the organization has my back. I know they care about me. I know they value me for the player I am and for the contribution that I've made um, to, to the organization since the day I was drafted. What's the vibe of the clubhouse right now? Who's, what voices are you hearing? Obviously, this is, it's, it's a new time. A lot happened in the offseason. There were a lot of departures. You, know, you mentioned you were excited to, to hang around to Jock Peterson. What does it feel like? It's exciting. I think it's exciting um, to have some of the same faces back. I, I think um, there wasn't enough talk about the fact that Chris Bryant and Javi Baez and Anthony Rizzo and Jason Hayward are all still in this locker room. You know, we still have, and you know, Wilson Contreras, we still have this great 
group of, of, of position players, our lineup top to bottom is really, really solid. When you think about a guy like Jock Peterson stuck in the middle, and then you have um, somebody like Nico Horner uh, at the end of the lineup, like that, that's a really deep, deep lineup. And, and I think everybody's excited about that. Um, and, and everybody's ready to go gearing up. And um, it's good to see, uh, it's good to see this guys out there. I'm hitting the live VP with Jock yesterday and watched him uh, take a fastball over the fence to left center and got really excited about what that's going to look like at Wrigley Field. I think we're probably also undervaluing the fact that this is a spring training where we know what the possibilities are. It's so much different from summer camp or just the time when it was stopped in March of last season. When you have the information you have about the variables of outside baseball, somewhat understood, somewhat in control, at least to the point that you can control them, how much of a difference does that make even though it's still complicated, knowing that you've you've got a base understanding there. Yeah, I was actually having a conversation on the field a couple of days ago with Rossi and a couple other guys about man, it was crazy that we got ready for a season in three weeks in the middle of the summer last year. Like that shortened amount of time. At, at that point, we were just all excited to get back and find a way to play baseball. But it was amazing that guys got themselves ready, got themselves in shape. We only played three games against another team before we started the season. The fact that we did that and went through that is insane. And now having something that's more normal, uh, having a full spring training, having 28 games to get ready, um, it feels a lot more normal. It feels um, a lot more like we're going to have the number of reps that we need under our belts. We're going to have the entire time to get ourselves ready to go through the process. Um, and, And I think we're all just really excited and grateful to be able to do that this year. Do you miss the compound? Um, came out with their um, uh, YouTube video. It's an hour long about the review of the 2020 season. Uh, I would recommend it to everybody to watch. It's really well done. Cup production killed it with the interviews and with the, the footage. They documented the whole season so you can kind of see what it was like behind the scenes for us to go through it. Um, and there was a section pretty early on about the compound, uh, about our time there. Uh, I sent it to Zach and Dakota and just said, man, wasn't wasn't that an amazing opportunity that we got to spend that time together and get to do that? Um, yeah, it didn't feel right to go back without those guys, but I definitely miss it. I definitely miss um, ha- having all those guys together and, and kind of the camaraderie that we built there. So are you just by yourself now? You said you were going to be a little bit closer to the field, and rather than have all the creature comforts, just cut down on the commute? Yeah, cut down on the commute. You know, obviously the spring training is a little bit different. We can't do that much. We can't um, We can't be going out and doing the normal things that we would do in Scottsdale because it's basically to and from the field. Um, so to cut down the commute to be a little bit closer, um, you know, obviously there's going to be some more hours spent at the field this year um, and, and just making sure that the body's ready after um, kind of the, the short season and making sure that everything's in shape. So wanted to be a little bit closer, wanted to make that, that kind of uh, transition and commute a little bit easier. What's your impression of having Jake Arietta in that clubhouse now that he's back? You know, you forget how big of a presence he is. And he, he's so good at talking with younger guys, being social, being around. Um, and, and he's accomplished so much in this game. To have that really veteran voice um, to be able to speak with everybody, it, it's great. It's great to see him. Um, I haven't seen him throw yet, but I've been talking to some of the coaches. So he looks great. Um, ball's coming out of the hot. And I, I can't wait to be behind him in a spring trading game and watch from center field because – 
he makes the ball dance up there. I have to say, listening to the most recent Compound podcast, you got me going as a sports fan, and I've been waiting for this opportunity. Anybody who has listened to me on the air for low these many years will understand why. So correct me if I have this wrong, but when Zach Short was talking about Miguel Cabrera and being in camp with the Tigers and standing around and watching him take BP, you three were discussing 2012 when Miguel Cabrera won the Triple Crown. And you said that was the only year, and correct me if I'm wrong, you said that was the only year that it was okay that Mike Trout didn't win MVP, right? Correct. Okay. Now, people know that that season, my radio partner at the time, Terry Bores, and I argued all year and up until afterward and through it the entire time, I insist that Mike Trout still should have won MVP. No! He was the better baseball player and was the better offensive baseball player, even taking defense out of it. This is a hot button for me, Hap, and because now that we understand weighted runs created plus, we understand how that is, that, that uh, handles you know, run environment and park factors and everything, Mike Trout had a weighted runs created plus of 167 to Cabrera's 166. Mike Trout was a 10-win player. Cabrera was a 7.3-win player. I know that's positional per fan graphs, but I, I, I will die on this hill. I love your passion. <laughs> I, I, can't, I, if somebody wins the Triple Crown, they're automatically the MVP. There's no question. No, to that's lead, arbitrary. To lead yes, to speak lead on it. League, <sighs> no. To lead the league in batting average, home runs, and RBIs is near impossible the ability the what metrics do not bring into play is how difficult it is and what a skill it is to drive in runs. oh that is driving ancient runs, and arbitrary you can pick any stats runs, nope driving in runs is not luck it is skill it doesn't matter how many opportunities you get how good your team is driving in runs is hard and it's undervalued the fact that anthony rizzo drives in 100 runs every year is not luck. It is a skill. It is very difficult to do, and it should be valued far more than it is. And the fact that in that ballpark, Miguel Cabrera, and I think there's a stat out there. I don't know where it is. You would have to – our research team might be able to find it, but they're not on the phone right now. (laughs) That I think in that season, Miguel Cabrera hit more balls that should have been or would have been home runs at other ballparks than any other guy in baseball. Like, we watched last year, Anthony Rizzo hit a ball 425 feet and get caught at the wall. Like, that park is so difficult to hit in with such tough conditions early in the season. The fact that he did it in that ballpark is incredible. And weighted runs created plus reflects that and takes their park factor is taken into account in that particular statistic. And the RBIs, as we now know, are in large part a function of your teammates on base percentage. It's essentially your batting average and your teammates on base percentage. It's not entirely luck, but that is one stat that has more luck than other stats and, and, and defense matters in winning defense matters in how good someone is at baseball. I I would love to hear the counter argument on that defense matters. And Mike Trout is a generational defensive player. And Miguel Cabrera at that point in his career was bad at it. I do not disagree that defense matters and that it's important, but I do not agree with how it's evaluated. And I think that it is, it's very subject to position and also 
we don't have a perfect system, and then it, it's gotten better every year, but definitely uh, that year it was not developed enough to be able to accurately depict how uh, impactful uh, a player is on defense. Well argued. is an incredible outfielder. He's an incredible defensive center fielder, but it, that, that should not be the difference between the MVP and not the MVP. He was the best player in baseball that year. I I agree with you. Now. By the way, I agree with you. I think that any time the phrase triple crown is even uttered in the same sentence as somebody, it's it's with massive respect. The fact that it hadn't been done since Yaz kind of said it all to me. I don't know that wow. it's going to be done again in this modern MLB and how it exists. If you had to explain to Dan... <laughs> How hard it is not just to drive in runs and hit home runs, but to hit for average together. What would you say to him right now, Ian? <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> it's it's unfathomable. I don't I don't know that it will ever happen again. If it does, that person should win the MVP regardless of war. I firmly believe that. And I just that watching the way Miguel Cabrera played that season, how good he was, the fact that down the stretch with the triple crown on the line that he was able to complete it and, and walk away with the triple crown. That's like, it's a, I can't even process doing that, especially at that ballpark. Ian, thank you. We'll agree to disagree. I'll revisit this again, but you were as, as a, as a sports radio talker, a sports podcaster, you did your job because you had me yelling at the walls in the basement as I was working out. I appreciate that. As long as we can incite that passion, we're fine. <laughs> All right. What? Uh, anything else we need to know about uh, the Ian Hap Charitable Empire? What's next? What's ahead? Uh, anything available for purchase to help somebody out? Uh, more good stuff coming. I mean, we're we're really excited about what I say this every week, but we're really excited about what Connect's doing. Um, things are in the works, and and we can't can't wait to announce them as the season approaches. All right. Continued good health to you. Thanks, man. Thank you. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.